and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we're talking to Roy Stolt. How are you? I'm fine. I just had the dinner. Um, it's um, it was some. Um, I, I think it was chicken actually, and it was some um, uh, some mushroom uh, that my wife found not far away from here. Actually, you just go wow. into the woods and you mushroom. And it wasn't magic, so I. <laughs> I was gonna say because in America we don't do that. We don't know what we're gonna get. It's kind of a mixture. And, and for me, actually, right now it's it's like lunchtime, um, so it's crazy. But oh yeah, yeah. The, the, the magic of Zoom, or... yeah, oh, and lunchtime for us. The magic of Zoom yeah. lets everybody in the world talk at the same time and communicate. Yeah. So we've talked a while back um, about some of your stuff, and I'm a big fan of yours because you have so many projects you've done. And I don't know if you remember, I told you one time, like one of my favorite albums. I have probably have 10 favorite albums of all time. And and one of the top 10 is, is, is the one you did with John Anderson. That is one of like an album perfection. Um, as a lot, of, I love all your music, but to me, there's like certain albums. I just like go up in the uh, top list forever for me, that desert Island stuff. And that you two guys yeah. just knocked out of the park yeah. together. You guys said, you guys were just anyhow, but I want to talk about a few things going on. You the new album and stuff. But I want to end in that, but you, I want to talk, you have a lot of, reissues coming out there's a lot of good stuff coming out from you from flower kings what was true, the impetus true, to get true, that going yes. to, to re-record because i know it looks like you did some re-recording or the mixing sounds different um oh mix mixing is uh, i mean all the mastering is different i mean yeah. i i took every every bit i put it in the new system uh kind of an analog system with the uh, tube equalizers and stuff like that and high-end compressors so I took, I tried to find all the original um, uh, mixes. And I mean, uh, at the time, uh, there wasn't mixes to reel to reel. Maybe the first two albums was uh, mixed on reel to reel. But let me just close my email. So this is, this is, this is all, so this was all tape that you were converting over, is what you're saying? Oh, oh yeah, it was it, in the beginning. It, it was actually, um, uh, progressing from uh, uh, sixteen channel analog, yeah, uh, the first album to sixteen analog uh, uh, um, synced up with an ADAT, you know, yeah, like the ADAT, the the VHS tapes, a channel. Uh, so then I had twenty four channels, and then uh, probably for about two or three albums, so things up up until Stardust and or possibly Flower of Power, uh, those albums, they were made that way, you know. And then after that, that was a time when the hard drives started coming in. I mean, in the <laughs> in the professional studio world, right. you had already things like that, but most people used still used like reel-to-reel, -reel, but they used uh, a system sometimes to fly in a, a choir or something that you recorded in a different, let's say you want to go to a church and record a pipe organ. You take this mobile digital recorder and then you go back to the studio. So it's a time when, when there's lots of different medias um, around and, and I was in the middle of all that. And then I think we moved on to just to hard drive recording. And from that then uh, to the computer based recording uh, systems that we all know that people, I mean, you probably have it. Everyone has it, you know. I do, I do. And I went to school for recording. 48 channels, 69 channels, 125 
250 channels. It doesn't matter today. You can have as many channels as you want. Almost too many. Almost too many. You know, I think oh, yeah, you, I agree, you, you touched on is that it's it's amazing that the the, the realm of stuff, because I went to school for, and you've heard me say, when I went to school, like, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s, I was learning, you know, tapes, splicing punch-ins, the old-fashioned splice punch-in. It was a real challenge that you really had to know your stuff. Oh, totally, totally. I mean, there's, there was no way years, you years, it went to digital for me. Like, I literally went from, from learning tape in school to then yeah. having to go back to school again or, you know, other classes to get caught up in digital. Like, the formats were changing so much to so the fact that you have all these formats you had to put together and then get back into this world <laughs> and then start mastering, to me, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And and I think the, the problem is that this the debate about uh, analog uh, or digital... I think digital is fine. I think the the initial problem with digital was that the converters were weren't good enough, at least yeah. for people like us. We couldn't afford the exclusive converters that was needed uh, for uh, for that type of recording. So I, in my mind, sometimes the the analog uh, recordings from that time sound better to me. If I oh, hear I drum think it does at times. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I mean. Yeah, but today I think you can actually, for instance, the album you we were supposed to talk about, the new yeah. album. Yes, of course. It was actually it was actually recorded uh, through an ana fully analog desk. Uh, a new one, and the uh, probably the last one that Rupert Neve did before he he died. You know, mm -hmm. not, not that particular one, but the the, the construction that I, right, I, yeah. he part of yeah so so uh so that that was a fully analog there's no way you can optimize the the faders and stuff like that it's just like a, an old school analog uh desk you know for studio mm -hmm. recording and so we used that one but we we tracked it into pro tools so once you have it all the microphones all the preamps all the 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 mixing desk then you take what you get from the, I mean, all the channels from drums, from, from bass, from guitars, and you put it into the system, digital. Uh, and I think the way digital is today with 24-bit 96, for instance, what we use, 24-bit 96 kilohertz, mm -hmm. that's a, quite a, a good uh, sampling rate, I think, to, to sort of detect all the... Right the harmonics and the dynamics and all that. So I think we're in a good, I mean, where we are right now, we're in a good place. But I mean, looking back now to what, what we did with the Flower Kings with a very low budget in the beginning, just this 16-track uh, analog and then going with the ADATs and, and trying to <laughs> make it work to have more channels to record, to uh, record drums more separate. Because in the beginning, I think I recorded drums on maybe five or six channels yeah today we, we record drums with mics in the room and another mic in the room and, and some and the, yeah. ribbon mic here and just all these channels and then you have the choice when you're mixing which is a good thing because then you can decide what type of a drum sound you want but back in the day i i was I, i'm sure there were songs on the early flower kings album that were recorded just on four channels of drums you know just kick drum separate snare drum separate and then the rest because that's what i had and then i i, I needed to put in the guitars and 
and the vocals and the whatever percussion stuff. So a, a, a very different time from from now. Now we have all these options. So so it is a long journey from from there, you know. And and right. I mean, I di didn't even know is this something that people want to buy. So I just made this first album, The Flower King, and thinking, well, if I sell 500 copies, good. <laughs> then I, I can, you know, have 500 people enjoy this music, you know, and, and there's still prog music out there. And it just took off from there, you know, and 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 uh, we made the second album and the third album, Retropolis, Start As We Are, and then suddenly going out playing shows in Europe and, and invited to America and Canada and and Japan and just they're just good songs. I mean, that's really what it comes down to it. Oh, good songs with good music is what's carried on through everything. And I think what's and we'll talk. Let's, let's hop into the album while we're talking about it, okay? Um, mm -hmm. And the album is called "Look at You Now." But I think what's really great, and this is a good build up for it, is all the skills that you used prior before you had all this extra bells and whistles of your songwriting and building into creativity has built up and plays into you putting an album together with the technology as you have. Actually, the last couple albums, people are just, if you've been reading online, fans are like, you guys just keep knocking out of the park. It's like they get better and better. And I think yeah. it becomes like more lush. And I think what you're doing is you're using your knowledge with the tools, which is just, you know, visually, but musically painting a soundscape yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. lush and beautiful without being, you know, over the top programming, it's just you're using it as a tool. And and I think this album, a few songs, the first two songs are just over the top beautiful. Um, the two, yeah. you have two videos, Beginner's Eyes is the first one. And the, you gotta tell me the guitar lick, the first riff you start off with is like fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. It's so epic sounding. It says so much in such cool. a few bars. Yeah. And the funny thing is that that very thing was something I, I uh, wrote even before the Flower Kings started as a band. It was something from an old demo I, I picked out. Maybe uh, uh, last autumn we were start, we started looking into songs that you know you're gonna find the right songs yeah. for this album. And I just put in uh, some demos I, I made recently, and then I looked back at some demos I did a couple of years back, and then I found like a, a folder with really old demos. And I just listened to them. And I said, "Oh, yeah. that that's that's a nice little thing, you know." And yeah. uh, and I then you need to start thinking, "Oh, did we ever record this?" Because <laughs> just imagine all the all the music over the years, and not only with uh, with Flower Kings, but uh, well, everything. You did a lot of bands. I, I, yeah, you did a lot of bands. We Transatlantic and Agents of Mercy and Sea Within, etc. Uh, so. For me, I, I've I've reached a point where I need to investigate. If I find something, I need to investigate if I recorded it before because I I don't listen to the old albums. It's not if we play them, of course I I listen right. to it, but it's not I'm listening back. So so, but this one, um, the starting track for this album was something that I found and I liked it and I liked it a bit. And then I sent it out to the guys and and I remember Hasse and Mike, Michael, uh, they. They said, "Oh, that's a great. Uh, that's something we we." And then I started building uh, from that, you know, yeah. uh, uh, some of, some of the vocals and the lyrics. Uh, but the basics of the the song is actually something that was written before. 
the flower case wow. ever. So was really, so even, even that riff was part of it too. Yeah, sure. What is that? What is that guitar? What is it? Effect? What is that sound? That tone you got? It's, um, you're playing it on. It's so beautiful. I love that sound. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 nothing. Well, it's pretty basic stuff. Yeah. It's just like I'm over the years. I'm I'm probably invest so much time in just finding the right overdrive, finding yeah. the right amp, yeah. the way you position the microphone, and sometimes it's layers of guitars. I mean, sometimes yes, it could be a layer of uh, a couple of guitars, but also guitars with a, a synth that sounds almost like a guitar. Okay. N not like a guitar synth, but it's like right. I have a Moog and then I find a sound that matches up the guitar sound. You know, this is a trick that people like ABBA, you know, the Swedish pop group ABBA yeah. did. Oh, yes. They did this thing, you know, layers of sounds where you have like a piano and then with a mellotron behind and another old uh, upright piano with uh, some kind of out of tune piano. <laughs> and they 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 constructed layers of that. And, and that's the sound, you know. It was like a wall what sound. Yeah, I mean, what you can do now, you, you buy a synth and then you have like three million sounds in that one, you know, and then yeah. you go online and you buy the Spectrasonics and you have another million sounds <laughs> and, and everyone is using the same sound, you know, and the same thing with guitars. It's like you have all these uh, guitar uh, effect boxes and 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 they're pre-programmed and they sound great. But if you use the pre-programmed sounds, it's it's a good chance that someone else out there in South America or in yeah. Russia or in China or Japan, they have the exact exact same guitar sound as you because they also have a Paul Reed Smith guitar or a Gibson Les Paul or whatever, a Stratocaster. So so uh, I'm a little bit um, wary of, of, of just going with stock stuff. So, so that's why probably I just try to find my combination of, of whatever overdrive boxes. Oh, it, it's or, beautiful. It's a beautiful sound. Whatever yeah, you come up yeah. with, you know, it's, and I think you have a style. I mean, you're a fantastic guitar player and I don't think people talk about it enough. You are a really good guitar player and soloist. And I think you have your own sound when you hear it. You have, it's like a, you always have a great melody and it's always clean, but it's, it feels like it's simple, but it's complex at the same time, um, which is kind of smart. And I always hear, and I could be wrong. I always feel like you have like, you just in the, in the music you play and not just flower things, I hear you a lot of like, jazz and like jazz um chords and stuff it feels like there's transitions in there in your music sometimes i don't know am i right with that i mean it just feels like that's an influence yeah, I, uh, I, I think you're right i think you're right the the reality is that sometimes the music uh of, of the flower let's i mean take this the, the opening yeah. track as an example yes exactly yeah it, please it's a fairly simple song but as you say i try to i always go for the find finding the notes that are sort of besides everything mm -hmm. else you know like this is the this is the track but i want to derail you know that's my intent yeah. to derail a little bit and and take a chance maybe even to the point where people in the band i think uh at one point there was one song and i think first not for this album but uh and uh, recently another album and i think I got an email from, I had made a guitar track and I got a mail from Jonas Rheingold and he said, well, th that's a great sound on guitar and great, great solo, but you're, you're playing a wrong note, he said. 
I said, what? How, how is it possible that I didn't hear the wrong note? Okay. And then uh, after a couple of days, there's another mail from Hasse. And he's saying the same thing. Yeah, this sounds great. That's a great, great mix of great, uh, I mean, great tracks. And But, but there's, there's one note that's bugging me on the guitar. Is that really is supposed to be like that? Or thinking maybe replaying, and I said, No, I'm not replaying. So, so, can you tell me what note it is? And they told me, and I said, I'm hearing it, but you know, this sounds perfect to me. I, I don't oh, yeah. understand, I, I can't even understand what you're saying. You know, it's, it's not like for me, in my mind, there's not a wrong note, that's just like probably, as you say, the jazzy note. Yeah, and I think it's what it is, and yeah. I hear that, and that's why we talk about. That's one thing I love about your music. It feels a lot more, it feels pretty special, a little bit different. Just like we talked about before, like, you know, even, um, you know, like Zappa or or any earlier program that has that unpredictability. Like, it still feels like you have, it's a good song, but it's always a left turn if you really listen to it. You know? Oh, yeah. Not, I'm, I'm glad you're saying that because it's, it's sometimes it's like I'm thinking, oh, is this is this too weird or is like. No, you, I love you, it. I love it. It's it, it almost like, I'm trying to step on you. Um, it's like at the surface, if you look down, it looks like it's just a really great prog, beautiful song. The, the, the choruses are lush and everything. The, the lyrics are very smart and it's actually great for nowadays. There's some really great lyrics on the album. The, at least the two singles I've heard are very positive and they're very, especially for whatever the world's gone through. Um, but on top of that, just you listen to it, it's just like listening to it. You're like, oh, it's a good song. But when you really listen to it, like I listen to it with some really good headphones on it and I listen to it, there's a lot of other stuff going on that you don't hear. And on your second and third and fourth pass, you're going to pick up something, you know, and yeah, and that's yeah, a lot yeah. for the song and the yeah. songwriting, and and that's why you know I've been a long time fan because I always feel that and the fact that I don't even know how you're doing at this point. This like this album is still so fresh to me. The first, the, the years eyes and dreams are so fresh, and you have so much material you've done. Like I don't even know where you're getting it from at this point without feeling like you're being redundant because I'm not feeling like it's, hmm. you know, I don't feel like you're retreading yet, like in, in your music. I mean, your inspiration is just. I I, I think probably a lot of what's on this album, and of course many other albums with the band. I think it's uh, maybe at a first listen or a second or even a, a a tenth listen. I think it it may seem like it's quite simple and it's not nothing new really. It's not like it's not adding anything to rock history, <laughs> if you know what I mean. No, I do. But I think as Hey, as you say, there are hidden layers, and I think for me it would be really easy because I have the knowledge. I have the knowledge of the music. I can make an album that sounds super complicated. But on the other hand, if you make what is your intent? If you're making an album that sounds super complicated, and and uh, the intention is to impress people, then I start wondering why am I doing this yeah. <laughs> really? I, I want to create something that's beautiful. It's not like you're a painter. Do you want to impress people that you do something that's super crazy or, or it took you like uh, six million hours to, to, to do the painting? That's, is that the important thing? Or is it what you're actually looking at? And the same thing with music. I think uh, the importance for me is that when you listen to it, it's a great thing if you like it instantly. Mm -hmm. If you like the song, it's not like it's pushing you away. So you like the song, you can't really tell if it's good or if it's your favorite song. 
But after a couple of listens, you start liking little bits that you haven't heard in the first time. And then, and then even if you put the album away for six months, and then you bring it out again, and then you're thinking, wow, this is a really good album. Or even like 10 years later, this, because this is what happens to me. And that's the only thing I know. I, I know this is how my brain works with music. This is the way I take in music, you know. It doesn't matter if it's it's uh, the Allman Brothers or Joni Mitchell or Jimi Hendrix or Eric Clapton or 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 the Kinks or, or the Beatles, you know. Something I haven't heard before, I hear it now, 35 or 40 years later, you know, and I hear, oh, that was a great drum fill by Ringo yeah. or... Or, or that was a great lick from Eric Clapton there. I didn't hear it first time. I didn't hear it like 25 years ago. I but I hear it now. And, like that. You know, the, think... the way people play the drums, the sound of the, the tom-toms, how they're tuned. And it's kind of nerdy, but I think I trust the audience to be a, a bit nerdy when it comes to, to music uh, like the Flower Kings or, or a band I think like so. I think I you have a very... Have, it's a, niche audience you know i think uh, i last week i was listening to manifesto from your, yeah, your yeah, yeah. solo one and i'm like and i heard a song i'm like wait i don't remember hearing that before literally just happened last week when i was listening to that album i'm like i can't think of what it was now i should i should write it down because it just it happens so much when i hear music and i hear in, in your band in with you i hear it so much now at this point i'm like i just hear new things now it's like but there was something that just stood out and i was like how could i miss that the first time so like and i've heard the album quite a bit since it came out and yeah, it's still yeah. fresh. And that's, you know, even listening to these two new songs that are out, you know, that's all I've heard yeah. so far. And I'm still digesting them and picking them apart. It took me like five times to hear, you know, beginners before I started to get the gist to to to, yeah. to understand it, you know. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, there, there's there's bits and, and it, 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 it takes time to, to for me be here to listen to the songs many many times probably more than you <laughs> or anyone I would imagine. else <laughs> yeah the band but but i'm here you know and i listen to it a lot and i get tired of it and then i rest for a few days and then i listen again and then i hear other stuff and then i hear oh maybe maybe the bass should be more more up front here because that's driving it's not the drums that that's driving this song and and I I need to understand that I it's not like I know instantly that this is the way it's going to be or this is the way the mix is going to be, and then maybe I listen to uh, to the the fillings I mean the guitar fills uh, or the keyboard stuff or the piano things things that I I love or I like I think oh it should be in there and then I'm thinking mm -hmm. does it really help the song, and then you get to the point where you take out the guitar fill because someone is singing there and and the guitar is just a distraction you know so it's about I, putting in stuff but also killing your darlings yes mm -hmm. i like the guitar i like the synth feel but it's too much you know I, or even I, even the drum sometimes yeah. going with the drums and I, it's funny because you encapsulate so, a, a phrase i say all the time in the show is are you serving a song and if you are those are my favorite albums and my favorite artists and that's yeah. purely how you think and it shows, and that's why you know your albums are up there all the time with me. Am I listening because it serves the song? It's a good song, and it can be so simple from a great. The Beatles have some of the most simple songs ever, but they're you know the most talented people. So I mean, it's about the song. Yeah, and, they know, they were, they were clever, probably with the help of George Martin, but they oh, were clever 
totally hearing good. this and and remember at the at the probably the age of whatever 24 25 you know when they started making really great albums around revolver mm -hmm. sergeant pepper and, and the white album they already were seasoned producers themselves you know yeah they they probably would with the help of of george but but i think the band itself knew after recording a lot and playing a lot they knew that okay this song will benefit from from less of that and more of this you know so so i mean they're they're a good example of of, of great produced very simple but effectively beautiful music mm -hmm. i think and arrangements so it's so they were trying pop song, you know <laughs> sorry it's hard to write a good simple Sorry? pop song too. What? If you think about it, it's hard to write one that's simple. Simple is hard sometimes. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sometimes it just comes to you, and then also you have to be, be wise enough to to not reject it or say, "Oh, I'm in in a prog rock band. I I we can't play this," <laughs> you know, because it's like. And I mean, come on, it's it's like with Transatlantic. I mean, the probably most well-known song there is We All Need Some Light. A very, very simple song, you know. I'm not saying it's the best song, but I'm saying it's it's probably the most well-known song of the band, you know. And that happens to be a, a very, very simple little ballad, you know. But that it works. Band in its own is, it, it, it is, and that band in its own is another great band you're in with great musicians. I mean... This song, right again, once again, it's it, it does work and it has its own little feel and sound, but it still follows the rules of are you serving the song? I mean, there's certain each musician has its own sound that adds to it a little differently, but it's serving the song. Uh, when you did this sure, album, sure. You're, you're 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 doing like self edit because you're your own uh, producer and editor. I mean, and the, putting the song list together for this album, Beginner's Eyes and Dreams, and I'm sure the rest of it goes great because you you know. Yeah. Historically, you've had great song runs listing in your albums. Is it hard to a know when to stop, like when to self-edit yourself and not go down the rabbit hole, or say I need to put some? I, I like this song order, but now I got to go back and fix this song so they blend even better the way I uh -huh. hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like you're rebuilding some sometimes to make your order work? I I think it's probably something that happens gradually. It's it's like like if if someone asks me, I mean, when we're in the process of just going in and start tracking the backing tracks, I I'm a bit confused to be honest, and always been like that, always been like that. Uh, but I just trust that along the way I will know. It's it's a lot of it is actually instinct you know and i mean another good example is the album i made with john anderson that was wow. an album that was made that way you know we, we just trying to find a way and and and, and building and then rebuilding and and uh, rethinking and and changing stuff around and 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 gradually and just trusting that in the end we will have a great album and and so so it's um I think it's a process of of, uh, of of trust, you know, that in the end you will you will get to the point where you say you look at it and you say, "Hmm, I like the album as it is now. I like the way the the flow of the songs. I like uh, what what's in there." I mean, for this album, uh, we had a couple of more songs, I think, but I felt that they didn't really fit in in the style 
of the album as far as the the music and the lyrics the flow and so we yes we could have put them in there and maybe some people would be really happy oh it's a longer album but i think you you have the the wise sense of of saying uh, okay maybe we'll save that for later and then we will see if we find a home for these songs in the future you know in another album but i think this album is as long as it should be it has the songs it it should have you know and it's there's a, a theme and a thread going through it and you i mean you haven't heard all of the album now but no, you yeah. have certain theme coming back in other songs you know mm-hmm. so in a way like it's a long form piece of music uh that that is connected uh, with themes and sometimes even with lyrical themes and, or even uh, vocal bits that we sort of moved around in in the album you know so so um, yeah, I mean we're. I think you just know it by instinct when 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 you you're done with the construction. The yeah. thank you for that answer. Um, let me help clarify a little bit. Two other things I want to cover is and is one of them is the artwork on the album and it ties in with the video work. It's beautiful. The concept of the album cover and some of the details. There's a lot of details on that. Can you? Yeah, I mean, so, sometimes it's just that um, I, I talked a lot about, um, um, you know, chance or um, some sometimes just happens. It seemed to me, it seems to happen for a reason, you know. And the reality is that I got contacted by a guy uh, who I don't know uh, before. And uh, he was just a guy contacted me at, facebook you know sent a message and and he told about his father uh who was a canadian um, kind of a stunt pilot i mean he's a guy flying small planes you know yeah doing all these yeah 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 yeah, smoking (laughs) daredevil things you know and his father had just died and his father was a huge flower king fan and uh, I don't know why, but uh, his son contacted me and just told this story about his his father and uh, and in this message, I think, or or the one after that, he sent me a few images that he made uh, with some kind of artificial intelligence, yeah. I suppose. Whatever you do these days, I haven't even tried. Uh, but anything uh, anyway he he sent me a couple of and i said well that that looks great i said uh and then he sent me some more so then i had maybe like 10 images to look at you know and i i took them out you know a couple of days later and looked at said well this could actually be uh an album cover this is great you know and and i showed it to my wife and she said oh that that looks great and I think I showed it to the band members and uh, we just agreed that th- this would actually be a cool uh, artwork for the album, a different one, something we haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, yeah. And 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 it just had a, a certain vibe that we we all liked, you know, and the colors and the, 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 the surreal thing with the eye and the flower and everything just uh, fitted in with you know, the album we were working with. That's how we felt, you know. Uh, what, a, what a great and, story. I mean, 
It, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. And he was so happy, and he is so happy. He's just uh, <laughs> over the moon and, and being able to to supply this for us, uh, knowing that this is his father's favorite uh, yeah. band. You know, so so that's that's a lovely story. And it's fantastic. And, and the, it's great art. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, the title of the album is "Look at You Now," and that's something that came probably by chance, but also intuition. I I don't know. But um, I just sent this uh, artwork thing to the other guys, and I just put in the Flower Kings uh, logo type, and then uh, I put in just a few letters in the bottom, and it said, "Look at you now." I don't know why I did it. I just did. And then we started talking about the title for the album. We were looking at uh, at song titles, you know, and, and we didn't find anything like Beginner's Eyes. No, not really. We were just looking at the titles yeah, for the yeah. album. Uh, no. And then someone said, well, what did you have there? I, I, I thought that's, that looked, you know, sounds fine to me, you know, as an al album title. Because it can mean so many different things, you know. Can can be look at you now, or could be look at us now, or can be look at the world now, and and, and that's probably where I was thinking. Well, look at look at us now, or look at you now, look at the world now. Yeah. Because it's lots of the lyrics are very connected to now. It's not like some some fair lady, you know, back in the 1200s or something like that. <laughs> the Shining Knight. Or, yeah. <laughs> that's not what it is. So, so, I mean, just looking at the lyrics, I said, well, that's that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea because it can mean many different things. So look at you now. It, and it was something that uh, we haven't had that type of a, a title for an album. Uh, it works so good like when you see it because sometimes if you see an album and the artwork and you know, being in it you follow them you're like I don't get that or where are they coming from or you gotta kind of you know it depends on how it goes and sometimes you see it and like when I saw the album cover the title I was like I didn't it didn't like oh, oh what's that coming from and like it told me like, oh that's cool like it didn't make you go you know what I mean it just felt like it fit that yeah, first yeah. impression it, it, so that's kind of a nice thing just to see yeah. like that right off the bat um, yeah, it leaves it kind of open to for everyone or, or anyone to to think. What would your lyrics I've seen, especially in the first two? Yeah, I've heard it feels like you writing. It feels personal, yet personal on a level that everybody can take it and make it personal for themselves, which is also yeah, tricky yeah. in lyrics. Yeah, because we were thinking because you used the word you look at you now, and that I think it, we're as we're speaking directly to yeah. them. So I think that's that's what I liked about it too, you know. Sometimes progressive can be kind of pompous and and you know a little bit too grand, you know. In that yeah, sense, grandiose. So. It, it can be yeah, a little, yeah, little, extra, yeah. little extra air yeah. in it than needed, but but I think it, yeah. it works with the lyrics though too. Like I said, with the song, so everything kind of works as it's very open and introspective, and it's it feels good. And, and like I'm looking forward to it. The album is September 9th, right? Dropping mm -hmm. opening, and you have a tour starts in October. Uh, true. Is, is I mean, tour information for people. A, a tour in Europe uh, starting uh, the first day of October and going on all of October. So we're we're really playing many many cities uh, all through Europe. Mm -hmm. And before that, in September, we actually have like a Flower Kings 
uh, weekend. So that's kind of connected to the release of the album. Okay. We're playing two two days in in our hometown. Uh, and so that's going to be evening shows, different shows. And then we have uh, daytime. We're going to have uh, all the stuff that people do these days. You know, you can meet the band, get the signed CD. You can take your photos. You will hear us play other people's songs like David Bowie or Neil Young songs or Yes oh, or wow. Beatles or, you know, and, and some some of our friends will come up and jam and invite people uh, to. That sounds uh, fun. To, yeah, it, I'm sure it's going to be lots of fun, lots of fun. So that's in the middle of September. But then October, we're going out playing the the, the regular shows. Yeah, yeah. And I want to, everything's on your website. Um, on Flower Kings, you said in Flower Kings, it'll pop up. It's on Roy and Stoll, uh, is it? I don't know the URL for that, but it's like, I know it's, it's, your name is actually in the URL for the address. Um, yeah, Roy and I'll put the link. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll put the address right underneath the show, as they always do. So people can just click on it when they're done watching this and go right to it. Um, yeah. And check it out. The dates are on there, the album information. You can order it. All the reissues we talked about are on there. I mean, you've got your other albums, you were on there. Um, <laughs> You've got a ton of stuff on there. It's it's quite a bit. I mean, you're very prolific. <laughs> it's it's quite a bit. Yeah, I was thinking the other day. Oh my goodness, and and then you're um, and sometimes it comes back to you. I mean, just earlier today, I was fixing some stuff for the very first uh, Flower King, Flower King, not Flower Kings, but Flower yes. King album, the album I did that started everything. Uh, it's released on vinyl now. I think uh, in uh, couple of months or a couple of weeks i don't know um so just going back to that you know and and revisiting and making sure that all the lyrics are printed correct you know and the timings and the credits blah 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 but it's i mean each and every album is like um i i welcome it because i have a chance to correct stuff that maybe was wrong you have the chance to listen to the audio and maybe uh tweak a little bit the mastering and stuff like that and uh, fix and and I have to say for the other albums I've done not only remastering but I, I did remixes of a couple of songs each album you know so I think you can hear them in a much clearer stuff that you didn't hear I mean like acoustic guitar or a tambourine or an, another vocal thing that wasn't heard on the original album you can hear, uh, hear in, uh, in clarity um, and the uh, probably less compressed than it was back then because it was another time and right. that's what people used to do then you know just squash it so you get the loudest possible level no high yeah, no exactly. low just, just mids yes just the mids and everything is slightly distorted you know so I, I worked quite a bit with it and, and I'm happy I did it took a lot of time and uh, but everything I think is out now on the inside out and uh I think you having time between though is good too because it, it's allowed you to marinate. I use the word oh. properly on songs you've done all these years, and you can go back. Because sometimes you're always going to go back and pick yourself apart, but to really have some time oh, time to apart from it, you have fresh eyes to go. No, this is this is a clean cut. This is kind of what I need here without you know the wormhole. Yeah, yeah. It it it's it seems like it uh, at the moment. I mean, right back then, you know, it, it's certain things was really important to me you know but now it's like as you say you step back you can look at it maybe like more like a producer right think, exactly what is you know 
and 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 now will I take the chances? Will I will I master it uh, uh, with a little bit more dynamics? Yes, certain people will say, oh, and and I mean honestly, I, I've heard from people say, oh, I didn't like your new, new uh, mix or your new master, the old one sound, and I think, well, that's terrible. I heard it. I heard heard it in my studio here, and it sounded absolutely terrible to my ears. And now I made a mix that sounds good to me. But if you prefer the old one, uh, good for you. There. But yeah, well, it, that you're it's never already... going to win. You're never going to win that, though. I mean, I talked to somebody, uh -huh. an artist, and I, I won't mention the artist's name. And I said, "I'll be honest with you. Your debut album is what broke that genre." I said, yeah. "But I, being into recording, I said, wish your guitars were up in the mix better. Not even the quality yeah. of the recording. Offended." That's the song, yeah. album that created a genre. I'm like, I get that. And I had the album yeah. and I have the sound. I go, but as a fan of your playing, I would have still have loved, yeah. even back then, to hear your mix higher up in the mix. Yeah. So even the artists are, so like, you're just never going to make everybody happy on that one. So, no, no, no. I mean, the, the only thing you can do, you can listen to it, you can be here, you can be, uh, uh, have a good night's sleep, be sober, be, sit in the studio, have a, have a coffee, listen again, listen again, listen again, go have a walk, you know, out in the sun and then you come back. I listen, I mean, very, I don't listen loud in my studio. I listen uh, the way it could be heard on a, on a radio or something like that. Yeah. And if it sounds good, then, you know, you can hear the drums, you can hear the kick drum, it sounds full, you can hear the vocals, you can hear the guitars, it's not screaming, uh, and you, you can hear there's some dynamic to it, then it's a good mix, uh, the way I understand it today, you know, and, and then remember, the Flower King started 30 years ago, so oh, yeah. it, was a it was a different me then, you know, and there was always someone saying to me, you push it up, you know, I remember so many times I made mixes for the Flower Kings, sending out to the guys, and they said, "Well, it sounds." I compare it to uh, <laughs> that band, yeah. and, and their album sounds so it's really rocking, you know. And, and our album sounds so wimpy, and yeah. But <laughs> what can I do? You know, I know that's the standard, you know. And then I try to meet halfway and so say, "Okay, I push it up a bit," you know. And and I mean, going back now, I just feel that. Hmm, uh, if it's I be loud to be, you know, it's not wimpy. Being who well, you are is just as strong. That's why you. Know? What? That's why God created the volume knob. <laughs> if <laughs> exactly. if if it's not loud enough, turn it up. You know, and then you're gonna feel the kick drum. You know, in your gut, or yeah. the or the snare drum. You know, and it may be pretty swell if it goes up louder because yeah. then you're gonna hear it even yeah. more. But I mean, I, I've been lucky. I mean, the, the guy in in the studio that we've been working the last few albums, uh, Lasse, the owner, he. He's probably my side. He he knows because he's the same age as me. So mm -hmm. it's uh, the the uh, philosophy of sounds is like it can be all over the place. But um, you arrive in, uh, in a certain place, and then doesn't matter what other people say. You know, they they can say, "Well, your album sounds uh, so weak," you know, compared to the that band or that band. Well, say turn the volume up then if you think it sounds weak and then you'll tell me if you think the album sounds weak because it doesn't i'm and in the studio here with really good sound system and good converters and everything and if you're doing it right it's going to sound really powerful and much much more powerful than the original recording 
It's just like the 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 way of you got to change your way of thinking. You know, don't listen on your iPhone. Don't listen on a like an MP3 player. You know, that's not going to do the trick. There's three ways I do it. I tell everybody when an album comes out. So if I repeat myself to people, listen, I'm sorry, but I can tell you, yeah. there's three ways is the test for me. I get an A. Can you listen to it at like at work or something? And you put in just earbuds. Yeah, then yeah. I I have a nice headset. I just listen to it. I close my eyes and I visualize it. I'm focusing in. That's yeah. the total deep dive. And then I do it if I'm outside with another another headset on, another ear set on, doing like yard work and just stuff like that. Because your mm-hmm. your brain's functioning in like work mode, and it's like relaxing mode, but you're doing other things outside of working. It's kind of menial, so you're not really thinking, but you're listening as you do robotic work, thinking work, and then you're just listening. And then I kind of listen to it all, yeah. and I kind of add it up together. And and that's what makes a full sound if, you know, or some albums just can't be listened to or some things are, you know, that's how you, how I qualify yeah. the quality of an album, because if it can stand the test of all those, you know, then it's a fully yeah. rounded album. Then that, that's the per- perfect mix. I mean, there are albums like that out there, you know, and then we're, yeah. we're trying our best, you know, to, to get to that point, you know. Yeah. I think so, they're great. I've, I, I've, I've done many, 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 those of those things with many of the flower kings and and, and transatlantic and anderson stole i mean i can't say enough about how much i've heard that one <laughs> uh, especially i love that one in my headset the best because i just don't, i don't want to do anything else i just want to listen to it um when i hear it vinyl version out of it and that one is is yeah. mixed because that started with me trying to do a surround mix oh yeah and, and the bit yeah, the record label were sort of saying, well, maybe we do a surround uh, mix, you know, mm-hmm. release of that. But it didn't happen. But I was sort of halfway with that, you know. And then I also uh, did uh, 24-bit 96 mixes of it. So I had these lying around. And then they came to me a couple of months ago and they said, well, thinking of doing another round of of vinyls because the Anderson Stolt is sold out on vinyl. You can't get that, that anywhere. And I said, yeah, 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 cool. And let me look for the look for the files. And then I looked for the files and I found these 24-bit 96 files. And I also found that I remixed the songs in a more dynamic way, I think. Uh, and I even the, the opening track, I think, has another two or three minutes. And that's actually a very nice keyboard solo from Tom Brislin. Oh, nice. That was cut out. Yeah. So, so that's that's, that's yeah, it is, it is. It's, I think it has, um, I don't know, uh, probably. Uh, I mean, mainly, I think the dynamics. I think you can you, you can feel the drums a little bit more, you know, yeah. in the bottom and the punch, and you it's a little bit clearer as far as certain percussion, vocal things, and guitar things are cut out, you know. There's probably not, nothing that you're gonna miss, but just things that were. It was in the mix, right. but it wasn't okay, neat. Yeah. No, I mean, it's sort of it's cloudy. It's a good right? album, yeah, because it's a good sounding yeah. album. So actually, now you got me. One other question now: Dolby Atmos. That's gonna be a new world for you. Are you gonna hop into that with with production? Because yeah. that can affect your songwriting too. Because if you can write, knowing that you can direct your mix oh, other places. Don't... That's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a whole other monster of production. It it is, and and the reality is, I think I'm probably feel I I I probably getting a bit too old for that kind of thing. You know, I don't want 
<laughs> I don't want to spend the rest of my life learning stuff, you know. I do have surround, and I, I actually, as I said, I, I did actually a, a surround mix for half of the Anderson Stolt album. So I, I do have a, a system, but that's more like five speakers and a subwoofer. So it's not whatever Atmos is. Yeah. That's, yeah. And there's two different kinds. There's the kind that Apple put out that they mix it as Atmos, but mm -hmm. it wasn't really the producers doing it. And it's a weird one. It has some dimension, but that's the same. Yeah. And I've heard producers actually do it and send me the, the original Atmos version of it. And the true version of it yeah. is unbelievable. It's like you're yeah. standing in the middle of everything. And for a fan of, the, of that artist, you couldn't get any closer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, to, to no, be surrounded no, I, and immersed in it, you know, yeah. it's just a new, it's a it's, new world. It, it, it's a new world. It sounds interesting. I, I kind of like it, but I'm, I'm scared uh, of, of getting in, get, getting myself into something that means I'll spend more time just, you know, learning stuff and, and, and uh, with the perfection I strive for as uh, knowing myself, you know, I think you have to do it right like... though. You can't, you can't do it. Like I think by, I think around saying people can get away with making mistakes and not mix this away. I think Dolby yeah. Atmos, you really have to do it right because you're trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. To capture sound. I mean, possibly uh, maybe have some production go to someone else that, done it many many times and then leave it to them and, and give them instructions and or be there and and uh, point as oh i like that and i like that can we do it like that maybe i don't think i will be doing it here you know i'm it's just I'm an interesting fine. thought as a songwriter too though because you're a songwriter and producer so as a songwriter oh. if you know you're writing and you can write a song go i can put it here and here that means when i orchestrate it i can do this and this so the, it might affect lead? how you songwrite yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I've, I've been thinking like that because, as said, I, I, I think it came up uh, back in 2016 when they were, or 17 maybe, when they were asking me about uh, Anderson Stolt and, and the surround thing. And then I started thinking, and even for other uh, pr products like uh, the, the last few Flower Kings albums, I've been sometimes thinking about you know, you you put on a, an acoustic guitar, or you put on some percussion, and and or you have uh, some uh, backing vocals, and you're thinking, what if we had like a surround, and I put them back there? That that would be a different mix, you know, and that would be an effect for having like this big power synth coming in halfway through the song, you know, and making yep. an impact. Like and on different surprise. sides too. Yeah, but if you have on different sides, oh. it's not the same as surround sound. Surround sound feels like you're being like it's blown behind you, and a lot of surround sound is just bass underneath you. But the true Dolby yeah. Atmos is like you're hearing it like it's like a little over here to the left and here to the right, and then it's above you here, and it's like it's like it's coming in all around you, and you're just like yeah. swimming in it, and it's so different than what I'm people sure. have experienced. I'm sure it's going to be the thing. I mean, for the future, you know. I mean, setting up like a, a really professional sound system, just having all these speakers, is like kind of expensive. But uh, I think uh, reality is that is sooner or later we we're going to get there, you know. And and even like for a normal living room, there's going to be you you go to the Walmart and you get your <laughs> Dolby right. Atmos. They call it then, you know. But it's going to happen, you know. That would be good. I mean, luckily, I mean, Dolby Atmos is good where it's actually consumable now and they can mix it almost for most sizes. Anyhow, we can still kind of, obviously, the better it is, the better it's going to be. But just you as being a songwriter and producer, it's just such a good question to see how you would 
take it and mix it in with your songwriting and your production. And obviously, oh, you're right. It would probably yeah. be another rabbit hole for you, production-wise. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, this is a yes, fan. It it's, it's interesting. It 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 sounds like uh, wonderful and very scary. <laughs> I I can see that. I can see that with it with it. Um, Ron, I want to thank you for giving some time today. I mean, I love it. This has been great. It's always been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, people, check out the album September 9th. If you're over in Europe, yep. check them out. Um, I hope someday I get to see you. Um, obviously, I'm in the U.S. Hope someday you can make it over. I make it over there. I mean. You know, we're working on it, working on it. Yeah, remember, we're playing the, the cruise next year, and yep. that would probably be a great opportunity for us to do a little American tour before yeah. or after the, the cruise. That would be fantastic. We're talking about it and we're planning, so we'll see. We well, there are a lot of challenges. I'm not gonna get into it, but people who listen to my show know a lot of the challenges of European acts coming over. I talk about the finances and this and that and that. So, there are challenges, and bands usually work real hard to come over there. So, if they do come over, okay. see them. There's a lot of work for the band to come yeah. over <laughs> to the U.S., so make sure you, you don't miss the show. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah.